0: No, I don't. That's not true. Let's talk baseball.
1: Uh, all right. First inning.
0: No. We're all, we're Step started. up
1: to the plate. Got uh, All up. on Black.
2: First down. Hit me. Theme song. Wait. No. Fuck. So, uh, oh, he's being out. What's that guy's welcome name?
1: Welcome to March Madness. We are going to talk about... <laughs> We're going to talk about Max. some bull today. <laughs> We're
0: going to
2: get,
0: <laughs> Rocco's going to spew uh, sports facts, and I'm going to do the entertainment. <laughs> Uh-oh.
2: Watch he's, out. Oh, that's good. I think we got a new San Diego chicken.
0: <laughs> Is the
1: San Diego chicken still
2: doing Yeah, stuff? he's still a thing, dude.
1: Oh,
0: no. What
2: are you talking about? No, he's, that's no, it's better that's than ever.
0: That's, uh, did the San Diego chicken ever
2: get rich off the chicken dance? I think he did because I think he, wasn't just, he became the chicken because he got licensed to other teams and became a thing that guy did, that guy did all right. That guy got rich. Son of a bitch. I'm pretty sure. Oh, man.
0: Just take a, for a second, take a second and think about all the people who had jobs out there and didn't get rich. A lot. And they're probably like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor, they any- and they fail. I'm going to be a veterinarian, and they fail. And the guy in the chicken
2: suit, he outdid Some them all. Some people
0: just have what it takes. He beat them all against the odds. Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. They should make a movie about the San Diego chicken. I truly would watch it. I would be fascinated it, by it, a movie was, or documentary.
0: If the, Yeah, if there was a movie that was actual,
1: like, biopic on a mascot, and it wasn't, like, a fucking goofy parody or
2: whatever, it was just, like... No. Okay. I feel like it would be... it. The chicken would be a great candidate. Maybe like the Philadelphia Fanatic would be also good, but I think the yeah. San Diego Chicken would be good. That's, that's the best. The one. more random, the better, yeah. I think. Capital City Goofball.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they could all. Great. Well, we're not talking about any of those movies today. We're talking about a different sports movie. Mm-hmm. And this one, surprisingly, was picked by Sean. I know you can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> and he never picks any movies about sports. Have Actually, I picked
2: a sports movie before? What's though? a
0: sports movie we've already Does the free solo count? I, Rock climbing is a I sport. Uh,
2: eh, it's a,
0: competitive. Yeah. There's, maybe. There's, there's there's records and record holders. Uh, miracle. You did was, watch a miracle. A oh, the did hockey, miracle, the hockey. The hockey. Right, I did pick that. You're um, right. No, I, there was another one, too. Don't mess with this. I know there was. Something.
2: What? No, I don't think there was. If you count Love Guru, he plays hockey in that. Blades of Fury. Mulholland here. Drive. I didn't Except pick it. Blades of Fury. We didn't even do that one. Well, uh, this t- today is...
0: I don't know. Is this movie famous? Is this movie iconic? This
2: Is actually a very famous, very iconic movie. I've always heard of this movie. Me too. Uh, But but then again,
0: I never knew what it was about. So I never heard too much about it. Right. I basically just heard the
2: title, Bull Durham. I will say that Sports Illustrated ranked this the number one greatest sports movie of all time. What the fuck? Sports (laughs) Illustrated. And that's a Mm -hmm. sports magazine. I'm sorry. Now, do I agree with that? I don't know. I, I think there's probably I'm better. Sorry. Was
0: that list created before they made Happy Gilmore <laughs> and The Waterboy? You know Come what? On. Adam Sandler know. has outdone this movie two
1: times. It sounds like they didn't remember the
0: Titans
2: either. Oh, they we're talking my greatest
0: sports movie of all time. It's de- I'm sorry, they,
2: it's definitely not this movie. They said uh, that this movie, no one really wanted to invest in a baseball movie. This is before like any real baseball movies were made. Okay. And uh, Orion took a chance and gave it $8 million. It made $50 million, and it was a hit. And so then because of this movie, they made Major League and Field of Dreams. Oh. and Baseball movies maybe became a thing because of this movie, which is wow. interesting. I
0: never realized there's a genre of films, uh, baseball movies. Yes. Until you just pointed it out. Well, there is.
1: That's what I was going to say is, Sean, not to be a downer out the gate on this movie or Uh-oh. anything like oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, no. But you listed a bunch of movies. I'm like, I like those all better than this one. Okay. <laughs> like well, they the, improved the list kept the getting better as you were going Wait on. Wait so a what second. What Sports are talking second.
0: about? That gives no credit To the 1978 baseball classic, The Bad News Bears.
2: Another classic. That's a good movie. Also, uh, let me tell you real quick. Let me go tell you the story why I picked this movie to begin with. Uh, This is Jenny's favorite baseball movie. She fucking, one of my favorite movies, she loves this movie. Always has. I never saw it as a kid, and now watching it as an adult, I get it, because there's a lot of sex and nudity in this movie, (laughs) and that's probably why I wasn't allowed to watch it. But uh, we recently just flew to see the limited run people in North Carolina. And we were flying into Durham, which is where this movie takes place. And so on the plane, Bull Durham was an option. Like, Well, I went in Rome, so I put it on. (laughs) And then the entire flight, I started watching baseball movies because they're all there. So I watched The Natural. I watched Bad News Bears. There's another one I watched. I don't remember. The Fan. that wasn't The Fan. But, uh... Anyways, I picked this movie thinking like, well, I just watched it for when we were on the plane. I'm going to well watch it for this. I like also to pick movies that I don't think you guys would have ever seen had it not been for this podcast. So yeah. this is on that list. No, that was a good uh, good choice. Never yeah. seen you know this. what? Thank you.
0: Definitely. I would never have watched Bull Durham and it was not that bad. It was not that bad kind of enjoyed it. A lot hornier than I was expecting. Pretty horny. Yes. As you already mentioned. Yeah. and In fact, I'm trying to think of all the baseball movies I've seen. This might be the horniest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of weird that this is Jenny's favorite movie as a kid. I'm yeah. t- sorry. Uh, what's, what's the, the influence there? The things there? that Jenny has She doesn't really like baseball that much, I'll tell you that. As so. a, mm-hmm.
2: Yes, she does. But as, as a kid, she like <laughs> Watched like Clockwork Orange all the time when she was like nine. Like her brother was older, watched all these movies, and she just would watch them. So Mm. she's seen a lot of Full Metal Jacket. They always saw, you know, that's what she, (laughs) that's what she watched. And Bull Durham. And Bull Durham. Anyways, so uh, yeah, that's why I picked this movie.
1: Um, I do want to say too, just to go back to their ranking list. Like I'll just say out the gate, only one movie has ever had the courage to fuse multiple sports into one. Basketball isn't at the top of the list. Come on. Wow. Get real. Get fucking. Dodgeball isn't at the top of the list. I mean, that that really is like defines a single sport. What other dodgeball movie can even claim to fame? Exactly. There's only
2: one. Blades of Fury. Come on. Mm -hmm. Balls of Fury was about uh, ping pong. It is number one on Rotten Tomatoes uh, list of 53 best reviewed sports movies. So, Rotten Tomatoes. This is. Fifty three. I don't. I don't know what the other fifty three are. I would be interested to find out. What? But this is this is nuts. People that people like this movie. I, I I also love this movie, and I love this movie for a lot of reasons. We can get into when we go through the plot. But sure. it to me is it's. I love the story of you know that uh, Kevin Costner. He's never gonna. His, his dream is done. Like he's just I, I love the idea that minor league baseball is a wild thing to me because you really are just trying to get to the major leagues. And sometimes you do. Most of the times you don't, though. And the story of a guy who did for like 12 days and that's it, like that to me is like a fascinating story. That usually, you know, major league, all these other movies are like, we're going to win the World Series. I like this where it's like this is a small town in North Carolina and this is the minor league baseball team. Yeah. And that's interesting to me.
1: Um, I do want to, before we get into any kind of story stuff, too, I was very taken aback. This might not mean a lot to, to everyone, but to some people, you'll know this name. I was genuinely surprised. I never knew that there were any film roles played by the late Danny Gans. Now, that, mean, that name might mean <laughs> nothing to some of you, mm-hmm. but if you ever went to Vegas in the late 90s, early 2000s. Danny Gans was becoming the big entertainer. He's just like a third baseman in this movie, but he was becoming the guy. Oh, you're going to the strip. You got to see Danny Gans. He sings. He does impressions. He does. He was becoming like the big comedian breaking out of Vegas. And then randomly in 2009 dropped dead. Whoa. And they, and I think they think it was a drug thing. It wasn't really clear. you know, he was a really good dude, mm. good entertainer.
2: Danny Grams.
0: Yeah. More like it. Ha! Got the, it. Uh,
2: the Rest co- in peace, Danny Gans. The we, yeah. coach in this movie, me, yeah. the manager in this movie, died like two months after the movie came out. Oh! Uh, But wow. if you watch the fucking movie... <laughs> Danny Gans! This guy, he... <laughs> Know, I'm not gonna laugh at that one. You already uh, did. Already, you I'm, already I'm already laughing at your. If, you're was, so happy about you're about to yourself, that. and I don't even know why. Um, <laughs> Sorry. The dude, he was 40, but in the movie, I would have guessed the guy was at least in his, like, close to 60. The guy was fucking. Who, the manager? The manager. What the
0: fuck? That guy was 40? Dude, I'm, I'm telling 40 you. Years I'm 40 years old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm telling you.
1: You watch some of these older movies, and it's weird. You, you, you'll see fucking Harry Call in the conversation, looking like he's uh, about to crawl into the grave, and then it's like, yeah, so, and uh, age, oh yeah, thirty-two. It's like what?
2: What is fucking happening? I mean, truly, here? how old were the, were the Golden Girls when they filmed that? Because they were not <laughs> old; know, they were I like fifty something. I know. It's fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, anyway. the dude in almost
0: famous. The, the main character's thirty-two, in that, and that I'm like, I always thought this guy was older than me. Yeah, yeah, four years <laughs> younger than me. Yeah, that's <laughs> shit. Oh yeah. man. Well, did anybody else die from the cast of Bull
2: Durham before we get into it? <laughs> um, I'm sure they have now. Did but that, The old mascot, hes he's got to still be kicking hey, around somewhere. Uh, fun fact, but I guess we'll get into this later. But there's a scene where uh, she is waiting from a road trip, and she's wearing like, a black veil in front of her face. Susan's Sarandon is waiting yeah. for Tim Robbins to come back. And it's because they shot a scene of that guy dying in a car crash. And then it, she was at his funeral, and then they cut it. Like, why does this guy need to die? And they just cut that. Oh. But he's not in the movie after that because he was dead. Oh. But they decided, like, why did we do this? There was no need for that. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. That's,
0: that's <laughs> definitely a little dark for the baseball sex movie. <laughs> right, where it's like this. The, the inconsequential, <laughs> really charming comic relief <laughs> dies in a fiery car crash.
2: Yeah. James but, Dean style. So they could cut around it. The only thing they had was this the black veil, but they just kept it because you know whatever. Damn,
0: <laughs> maybe it was like he's he's in the Porsche, you know, because he makes so much money doing his comedy shtick, and he's like practicing his like tooting and spooting because he's always like spitting water and <laughs> yeah. flapping like a bird. And he just got so carried away, he realized like, oh no, I drifted into the wrong side of the road. Burr! And you know, it's like a funny scene.
2: M- maybe it was funny. It's probably pretty funny. I
0: bet mean, his funeral would have been hilarious. If it was a funny scene, it could have worked in the comedy movie. If it yeah. was dark, Could've, maybe you were be right it. could be good if you. done correctly. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I just did a little Danny Gans research. Uh, it was not a drug overdose. Uh-oh. Underdose. Some drug he took, and it might have even been like something. Uh, oh, no. It was some kind of opiate thing. And I think it might have even been something he was prescribed. Prescribed? Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a pre-existing heart condition and oh. they did they just did not go well together.
2: Oh, no. So it
1: wasn't an overdose. Oh, that's it was that and yeah. that combined he okay. didn't survive it.
0: Well, so, I it apologize for my joke. I thought I was making fun of a guy who died from drugs, but he had a pre-existing heart condition. I shouldn't be making fun of anybody. I, yeah. you I feel what? bad all around. Good. I just learned a life lesson everybody. Welcome okay. to Mega <laughs> 64's Movie Club. (laughs) Welcome to Mega... uh, 64's Movie Club. Mega 64 Presents Movie Club.
1: It's a learning experience. This is what Patreon gets you. You get to see us grow and learn. Yeah, perfect.
0: Anyways, Bull Durham!
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so Bull Durham takes place in the city of uh, Durham, North Carolina, where the local minor league baseball team is the Durham Bulls. And are they a good team? No. We don't
2: know. They're pretty, they're not.
0: They don't really even cover it. You know what's funny about this movie? It's not that I didn't like the movie. It's a good movie. But there were so many things that I was, I had questions about hmm. that they never covered in the movie. Okay. For example, well, I'll I'll save this in a moment because we're going to introduce the characters. Tim Robbins plays the hotshot baseball pitcher for the team who
2: has a cannon of a right arm. Yeah. But he can't control it. Which is hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious because he has- he throws 96, which is, like, crazy. But nowadays, that is, like, the average. Like, But back then, that was, like, unheard of fast. Wow. And now people are throwing it, like... That was,
0: like, only 30 years ago?
2: Yeah. But, like, I mean, people get to 100, and it's not, like, unheard of now. Like, it's crazy how fast you can throw in the majors now. Anyways.
0: So he can throw really fast, but he throws them, like, into the bleachers. He just doesn't throw it straight. He has a problem. And he doesn't seem to care because... He's, like, banging chicks. This is an extremely horny movie. They introduce him, yeah. like, having sex with, uh,
2: like, the owner of the team's daughter. I think she just—not <laughs> to get into it, but I think that she the dad just built a billboard. I don't think he owns the team. I think she's just, like—
0: Well, he's he's a major contributor. Sure, sure, uh, sure. But I also felt like, again, they don't go into it. So it's another really. thing where I was curious, like, yeah, so what's her relationship? You don't really—they yeah. don't really go into it. Yeah. Um, but he's having sex with all these hot young girls, and he's like just living the hotshot lifestyle, and they think he's a great player if he could only get control of his aim and kind of rein it in a little bit. So they hire Kevin Costner to join the team, and yeah, he's an older veteran of the baseball game. Yeah. He's been around for a while. He was actually, he made it to the majors, but only for 12 days.
2: Also, what's interesting, and not to interrupt you, Derek, sorry, but no, fine. it's like baseball talk, so like maybe you guys didn't pick up on or really care, but he says that he, what came from a triple A team, and this is a single A team, meaning triple A is like the, the next step to get to the majors, essentially. So like you're right there. And if anyone goes down any time, they're going to go triple A team and bring the person up, whoever they need to replace. So single A is miles below that. So they take his triple A contract, he's playing for a triple A team, and brought him back down to A, meaning that he'll, this is definitely the death nail of like, he's never going to the majors yeah, ever again. Yeah. Like he... Obviously, wasn't going to probably anyways, but th- it's for sure. Once he shows up in the clubhouse, he's all fucking pissed. And he says this. He's like, oh. And that as a baseball guy, you're like, oh, he's, sure, he's like, done. He, this is it for well, him. Well, that definitely went over my head. I was watching this movie <laughs> and like,
0: I hope Kevin Costner could make it back to the majors. That'd be great. Yeah. But I didn't realize that was never going to happen. No. <laughs> um, But yeah, he only made it uh, to the majors for 12 days or 21 days. A short time. And yeah. I was wondering, I was actually very curious, like, what happened? Hmm what went wrong you know
2: yeah i mean and they don't really go into that uh, i think the person who wrote and directed this movie this is kind of based on their life a little bit they definitely oh. were in the, the minors and i think oh, he wow. kind of wrote this story about like yeah just you know the costume designer i think even took uh kevin costner was the number eight which is the same number that the director wore when he was in the minors you know mm. so it's kind of like a little like nod to him or whatever. Oh, so this happened to the director?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, writer director, yeah. Because let me introduce the next character: <laughs> Susan Sarandon plays this sexed-up, horny goddess <laughs> who every year picks one player on the Durham Bulls to fuck their brains out <laughs> nonstop, and also teach them wisdom. Yeah, and replace any sort of religion that they had with uh, like worldliness. Philosophy, literature, art, education. This really happened to the director, huh? That's a well, that's bro, a hell of I'm a story. Say <laughs> this guy looks a hell. Yeah. Then he became a famous film director. Holy you shit! Never Can saw anything
2: guy? about that, but I'm gonna say it
0: has to be true. Huh. Um, no joke though. Susan Sarandon basically uh, is obsessed with baseball. She says baseball is her religion, and she is obsessed with the Durham Bulls and is extremely horny and likes to uh, seduce and have a hot, torrid romance with a new baseball player every single season. And so this season, her choice is between the hot shot pitcher, Tim Robbins, who, by the way, she is, I don't know if they're married, but they, they long, were long-term relationship. They were for in, in,
2: 23 years, got divorced in 2009. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I knew that they were together, but you know, in Hollywood, it's never clear like, oh, are they just like not going to get married? Cause they're like, uh, you know, weird celebrities and, mm. or are they secretly married? But right. they, they were actually married for 23 years. Yep. And uh, her choice is between the hotshot pitcher, played by Tim Robbins, or Kevin Costner, the old veteran. And Kevin Costner, you know, kind of blows her off. You know, uh, he kind of plays hard to get, so she instantly falls for him. But Tim Robbins is there, and he's hot, and he's young, so she ends up having a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. But Tim she Rob- doesn't have sex with him. No. Even though she's extremely horny.
2: <laughs> so is he. Yes. <laughs> um, no, he tie- she ties him up and then reads poetry all night to yeah. him. To get, trying to get him smart. He's very dumb in this movie. Yeah. Like, but like everyone in this movie, there's no real villain. Everyone's just kind of sweet in their own, like, way, I guess, maybe a little bit. Like, I mean, obviously, Kevin Costner is like the, the roughest of all, but he just has, this, he's no, you know, no time for bullshit kind of thing. Uh, but that was actually
1: my complaint about the movie. This movie needed like a Judge Doom kind of character who mm. so just kind of like, <laughs> there's too many horny people on this team.
0: You know, you know. Or Darth Vader.
1: Yeah, yeah. This movie. Where was this movie's Darth Vader? Where was uh Darth uh, uh Bull? What's his, what's it? Bull Durham? Darth Durham.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah.
1: I kept wanting to say Bull him. I was like catching myself. Like that's not correct.
0: Uh huh. I mean, I did enjoy this movie. Um, it's a character-driven movie, which I always appreciate. Like. And I appreciate when you have interesting characters and there's like emotional stakes on the line, even if they're not high stakes, right? This is just like, who is Susan Sarandon going to date for the next, how long is a baseball season? Six months? Six, seven months, yeah. Yeah, who's she going to date for the next six months? Those are the stakes. Mm -hmm. It's also, I feel like the crux of this movie is, Tim Robbins is the only person here with a future Mm -hmm. because Susan Sarandon has... Done this years after year after year. She's not going anywhere. She's happy where she is. Kevin Costner has shown up. He has no future. His mm. his story's coming to an end. Will Tim Robbins be able to overcome his own demons and achieve? Open the door. Go on to greater things. It's like a man versus himself. Yeah. Type and story.
2: And those other two are honestly trying to help him yeah. get to what he can do, which is become a major league pitcher and make a shitload of money. Like he has what it takes to do it, but he just doesn't have like. He has physically what it takes, but mentally he's not there yet.
0: Yeah, they represent the two things that he, the only two things he cares about in life, which are pussy represented by Susan Sarandon, mm-hmm. uh and baseball represented by uh Kevin Costner. Yeah. You know, All he wants in life is to play baseball, be a star, and to get chicks and hook up with them. Mm -hmm. And here's a chick who will not hook up with him, who he's infatuated with. And here's a guy who has attained the ultimate status in baseball. He's become a pro. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're both trying to – I guess it's a competition between the two of them because they both honestly think, like, we are the one who can guide this guy to the promised land, and they kind of fight with each other, like which one of us is going to be the one who gets to be his Mm Obi-Wan, you know, Mm -hmm. to his Luke Skywalker.
1: Uh, Speaking of which, you're making all these Star Wars uh, references here, and I know we made the Darth Vader joke earlier, but Carrie Fisher actually did audition for... uh, Oh, she did? For Annie, for... uh,
2: yeah Wow.
1: Uh, Like, had
2: to back out or something like that. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Um, in my opinion, I feel like we haven't really summed up much of this movie, but yeah. then again, we've pretty much summed it all up.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the same. I mean, basically it's <laughs> true. Like it, I love it because I, first off, I love minor league baseball. Rockaway went to a minor league baseball game once. Yes. You remember.
1: In Frisco, right? In Frisco, that was Texas. Fun. That was a lot of fun. Yes.
2: I recently just went <laughs> again uh, a couple weeks ago with, uh, Brian and our friend Jonathan and there's something different about minor league baseball yes. that is so – it's like kind of like the Olympics to me where it's like you just – you want something so bad. yeah. Like in the majors, yeah, they want to win the World Series. But they they made it. They're fucking millionaires. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. But the minors are like these are just kids who are trying their absolute best so they yeah. can get to the next level so they can maybe make it one day. And it's like there's – you know, like when we went, there was like – 55 people in the stands and like no one really gives a shit but like it's just like i don't know like i just watch it on the field is like it's pure it's the baseball is purest to me which is why i like this movie because you kind of get to see that a little Mm -hmm. bit and also like the baseball side of it of like you know uh tim robbins is the pitcher and then he keeps shaking off kevin costner and then so kevin costner gets and he tells the batter he me a fastball And then, the which you would never do, and then the guy gets a home run, like, that's fucking great. Like, that that kind of shit is like, as a baseball fan, I eat that up, you know? Yeah. Mm.
0: I'm going to say something that uh, is controversial, but I believe it to be true. This is the rare occasion where Sean picked a movie that actually would have worked better as an anime. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't think I, I think a lot. <laughs> I think a lot. I, do you yeah. agree with this movie? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. 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 This movie actually gives me anime vibes. Yes.
2: What? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I whoa. Remember, Big time.
1: I remember thinking that when I saw, what, was it Pretty in Pink? Or was it 16 Candles? But it felt like a, a Kira Toriyama gag manga. And I was like, if this would have been animated, it'd be even a
0: mm-hmm. cuter, uh, And this is film. what I mean. This movie, on its surface, is about baseball. but yeah. It is it's it is about baseball, but it's not really about baseball. Sure. This movie is a slice-of-life movie.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: It just so happens that the slice-of-life we're getting, all of the characters are really involved in minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. But it but it, but baseball is really a backdrop for life lessons. And this movie is actually, I can see why you like it so much because it's kind of a sweet movie that just teaches you in a way how to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like an anime. Tim Robbins, I'm gonna I'm, let me sum this up like an anime. Tim Robbins is the main character. He's young. He's a hotshot. He has this uncontrollable power that nobody has ever seen before, and they're all in awe of his magical ability, but he just can't control it. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just too <laughs> wild. He's yeah. firing off. When you go to a baseball game, you might get a Tim Robbins fastball through your skull. Mm. So, they bring in this old, wise baseball player who is fucking hates the game at this point because he's so jaded about how badly his own yeah. life went. And he sees the potential in Tim Robbins and he sees himself and he goes, I'm going to be your mentor. But Tim Robbins doesn't want to mentor because he just wants to hook up with these chicks and they're cute and they're, oh, they're all over the place. But there's this one chick there who is the most yandere of them all i don't know if that's the right word but she is like bossy and she's tough and she's smart and she flirts with him and there's actually a scene where she like bosses him around like i want to see you undress put all your clothes back on and undress slowly and Mm -hmm. he kind of like has to do it and he falls in love with her but she will not have sex with him she's almost just like teasing him the whole time and it's just like these anime situations of just like awkward situations and oh I don't know what to do oh she's bossing me around but I kind of like it Ooh, and there's the cool guy I don't know if I like him oh but we're connecting in a conversation <laughs>
1: yeah um, there's, there's a lot of anime tropes in effect here that's, that's okay true.
2: let me put this out there right now if they ever make the bull Durham anime I'll watch it, it you, is, you so. should be in it but genuinely
1: <laughs> it kind of surprises me that genuinely baseball is huge in Japan yeah I bet this exists. Like, like in some form, this is out there. We probably don't know the title of it, right?
2: But it probably exists. Maybe mm-hmm. one of you guys know. Email us if you know yeah. of the Bull Durham style. If, there, if there's anime.
1: an anime just like this, I think it's got to be out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wager. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah.
0: There's a scene in this movie where Tim Robbins, after a baseball game, is giving a post-game interview, and he's like just saying all this crazy shit, like about you know just speculating, giving his true thoughts on the game. But he's a wild hotshot. So Kevin Costner is just kind of listening to him being like, this guy's a fucking asshole. Mm. And later on, he gives him some life lessons. He's like, look, when it comes to the post-baseball interview, write this down. Just happy to be here. Just want to help out the team. Yeah. Just do my best. It's not about winning. It's not about just the most basic standard answers. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, Tim Robbins has an interview and he's giving those answers. And I felt like... That pretty much sums up the kind of movie this is. Mm-hmm. Uh and those that was actually like my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the movie cuz it's you know I think there's a valuable life lessons. Yeah. That's a valuable life lesson, one of many that is like sprinkled throughout this movie like yeah, you are really great but be humble. Uh when you're giving these interviews, it will make you more likable.
2: And I think that legitimately baseball players watch this scene and I'm not even exaggerating. Mm. Like I think this scene is like being taught to new players like hey look at this because these are the same answers they give today like everything was such a cliche but they every day i listen to sports talk radio and every day i hear these exact same answers whenever they interview a player i'm like turn (laughs) it off i don't care because i know it's going to be these bullshit answers (laughs) let me talk to like the padres beat writer because he can tell me actually what's going on yeah yeah you know so yeah this is a very and it's very true to baseball is what i'm saying so it's really cool yeah um i mean i pretty much don't have anything else to say about bull durham uh well I do, um sorry. Uh let's get into it. I as I it's no secret I think it's all pretty uh, apparent now that I love this movie. My issue with it is, okay so basically what happens is, he, Tim Robbins learns how to pitch. He gets called up. Annie says goodbye like it's like you're you're moving on. You're not gonna need me. I'm not gonna need you anymore. He he you know Kevin Costner says goodbye to him. It's kind of weird but whatever. They leave. Then Kevin Costner and Annie fuck. And they don't just, like, hint at it. It's like a 15-minute <laughs> sex scene. They're, they're, like, fucking up the kitchen. And and it's, like, nonstop fucking. Hey, I told you this was a horny movie. It it was horny out the gate. I'm watching it on the plane, and Derek looks over and goes, what are you watching? Because it's, like, 12 minutes in, and then like they're, like, pouring cereal over each other. <laughs>
1: That's what I was going to say. Dude, the cereal part in the kitchen is what that was the most unrealistic hey, part of the movie hey. it,
0: yeah oh go ahead go ahead no
1: if you i i there was like purposely knocking over like 10 different breakfast items i'm like yeah you know, after the fourth one i would have stopped them like they're hey like can, can we shovel
0: cereal into their mouths yeah and then make it out with each other it was like, like stop did, did you even swallow <laughs> the milk holy shit yeah it was annoying that that was on the plane yep. um that that was the same plane i was watching alexander and then i paused it to get on the next plane and restart it ah. and it went straight into a rape scene with rosario oh, no, Dawson. No. and then it was payback because i I wasn't even sitting next to you. I was sitting next to strangers and they're looking at my screen like, what am I watching? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I was just, I was that's watching awesome. this on the last movie. Sorry. This is Rosario oh, Dawson here. Oh,
2: God. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the movie's very horny. It, be warned. It's, it's rated R. It is rated R. I'm just, I personally was like, it's, this sex scene didn't need to be here. It didn't need to be this long, at least. Like, they can fuck. That's fine. But they really <laughs> got after each other. My but, only thought was like, the movie's 108 minutes. Yeah. Do they want to just make it a little longer? Like let's just keep having fuck. I
1: I also could see there's being, you know, there's uh, some reasoning behind it being like a payoff. You know, I mean, yeah, you are waiting for the
2: whole movie for the hookup.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's like the villain you're trying to kill in a movie for the, you know, a whole trilogy, and then you finally do it. You don't want to just go.
2: Yeah.
0: Also, it's a movie. You know, (laughs) they got to have sex on the kitchen table with the cereal in their mouth because it's a movie. What are you going to do? Oh, get the pillow. Let's go lay down in bed. Let's make it nice.
2: Ah, That's not a movie. That's real sex. Yeah.
0: We need movie sex. Well,
2: that's the thing is, like, they start in the bed. They just go all over. They fuck all over that house for God knows how long. I guess you really get to see, like, they're into each other. Like, it's not just a one night thing. They're just, like, really all about it. So. You got that going for you, and then the movie ends, and it's kind of like Kevin Costner. He he breaks the uh, minor league home run record, which he is embarrassed of because no one wants to break that record because that means you've been in the minor leagues that fucking long. Like that's not a record that you should be proud of, although you should be. But you know, y- you get it. Um, he kind of leaves thinking like maybe he'll be a coach and maybe she'll come with him. Maybe maybe there'll be a thing, but you don't know. You know, I would honestly love to find if they made a sequel now. About this character, about what Crash is up to, no. I would definitely watch no. it. I would. I want to see. Is he a manager? Is he a you know? Oh, is he a coach my, somewhere? You're
0: describing everything that's wrong with Hollywood. Okay, here's what it is. Yeah, he's a manager. He also has a kid, and now his kid is of age. Okay, and his kid is in the minors. Yeah, but his kid is a hot shot pitcher well, but he throws no, wild.
2: No, well, that's the same movie.
0: Oh, you don't fucking say. <laughs> oh, it's, but this time it's uh, Kevin Costner's son who is mm. wild. They got to bring some old veteran and It's the same fucking movie. Okay, okay but it's with fine. With kids. That's, may,
2: that's how they would do it. I just wanted to know what he, he ended up doing. And then, know?
0: but Susan Sarandon is still there, horny as fuck, only now she's in her 60s. Yeah. Do you know to get Robbins the boomers into it? And Kevin
2: oh. Costner are only three years apart in real life.
0: But I was wondering that because they, they act like they're 12 years apart in yes. this movie.
2: which I think you're supposed to, but yes. And then Susan Sarandon was much older than them, but anyways, nice. fun, fun facts. Nice gilf. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah definitely a gilf. Uh, well, should, that's should pretty much Bull Durham. You know, I mean, I would love to know what your guys' final takeaways of the movie Fuck, I is. just realized I'm picking
0: the next movie and I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking. Okay. Keep talking. You, no, didn't you, didn't, <laughs> I, thought I thought you, you picked one. One. I one. one. I got one. one. I got one. Okay. I'm okay. That. okay. I got okay. One. We're not doing that one. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Okay. oh fuck.
2: Damn. I, was I almost watched last night. Thank God I didn't. Okay. Well, guys, go ahead. What? No. I'll, I'll, wait. Hold on. I'm I'll ready. to go, go, go on that movie. You're picking that one. I'll now. go first. I'll go Did first. Did you already watch it? I
1: just No. Okay. I was about to.
0: Fuck it. We'll do. I'll stick with it. Oh no. But want want... I got two movies picked now. Okay, Fine. who do you want to piss off less? Now, yeah, right. The, now okay. The, the
2: uh, <laughs> Bull Durham. That was the movie. Uh, made $50 million and, again, inspired all these baseball movies. It also led Kevin Costner into a career of baseball. Can I tell you kind oh, of one gosh. little segue about Kevin Costner and baseball that I found interesting? Yeah. I just found a podcast called The Rumor. And do you guys do you guys know Cal Ripken Jr. and what he's done? Uh, Do you guys know that name? Generally, okay. So Cal Ripken Jr. played for the Baltimore Orioles, and he was known as the Iron Man because he has the consecutive game streak, Mm, which is something ungodly that will I don't think will ever be broken. It's like 2,500 and something. like he Games just, in a row. Just played that many in a row? In a row without taking a single game off. Yes. Even okay. if he's hurt, he'd play this. anyways. Yeah. There are some questionable things like, hey, maybe he was hurt in this game because we can't tell, but he got ejected in the first inning. Was that on purpose? So he could like heal? I don't, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. there is a story that in 1997, the Baltimore Orioles are playing the Mariners, and then before the game starts, the lights go out on like the first base side. And they rule they cannot play the game. So the game was never played. The rumor is that Cal Jr. forgot something at his house, went back before the game, and found his wife cheating on him with Kevin Costner. And he was got in a fight with Kevin Costner at his house. The Orioles realized he wasn't there and cut the lights, trying to make it so the streak oh, could continue. Shit. And the lights, and then so they fixed it the next day and they're able to play. But that day they said, the lights went out because the Orioles sabotaged the park because Cal Ripken Jr. was fighting Kevin Costner. Wow, that's amazing. That's the rumor. That's the podcast to listen to. I can tell you the ending if you want, but you know, I'd take a listen. Nah, to it you fuck it. Watch this podcast and get yeah. get the ending. So, what is it? Uh, it turns out that's probably not true, but oh, it, the, but I guess in Baltimore that is like everyone knows what it is and it is. that is this called like everyone just thinks that because I guess Cal Ripken Jr. And, and Kevin Costner are friends because of baseball movies and Kevin Costner would hang out at clubs a lot to learn how to you know be around a ball club a lot. Mm. So anyways, fun facts that I maybe you know, not about Bull Durham, but about Kevin Costner. Anyways, this movie is great. I love this movie. Um, I did not grow up with this movie, as I said before. I watched it uh, for the first time probably ten years ago, because of Jenny's recommendation. And um, for me, I think it's a great one of the best on movies ever. That sex scene is just makes me uncomfortable. It's just too long and weird. So I'm going to four shakers, minus the sex scene would have made it a five, for me.
1: Oh. Nice. <clears throat> um, have you? You didn't even go into. I, I found a podcast. Called drinking piss, and it's about the theory that this is the in the same universe as Waterworld.
2: That's interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh no. Yeah. No. Kevin Costner had to drink <laughs> real piss yeah. on the set of Waterworld, and it was the piss of Cal Ripken yeah. Jr. Whoa. As, as payback. Whoa. Is what for he... risking the Iron Man streak. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. You see, like they're
1: so busy with baseball, they're not paying attention to the ice caps melting. So that's, it's supposed that's, to be same That's insane. crazy. Kind of like the unified Pixar theory. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh what it was. I, I wasn't really into this mm-hmm. one. Uh, mm-hmm. Shocker. I, <laughs> I'm not. Well, so I am not as default not into sports stuff really. But what always makes a sports movie good to me, and what will what will make that not even matter to me, is when you've got that. That sappy emotional kind of thing to bring it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Every baseball movie we bring up, Field of Dreams and all that stuff.
2: Or even like the like you know, the guy hits the home run, they finally the underdog team wins the thing and they look at the coach and they smile at each other. I know what you're saying.
1: Oh god, yeah. I mean, as a kid, I couldn't have been less engaged with baseball. You think that mattered when I saw Angels in the outfield? Right. And I was fucking enchanted by it, you know, whatever. So um this one was kind of this movie was just kind of a a lot of bad attitudes and Mm baseball and bad attitudes but there was sort of a uh there were lessons to be learned with it too you know what i mean so i do think uh it's valuable in that regard it's not just like some dumb comedy and then it's over you know so so that gave it some cred to me um but i think like you said you mentioned all those movies at the beginning and i think i I like those each progressively more Mm -hmm. um you know, and even even Major League is kind of a goofy ass movie, but I I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I this, this this is probably a two for me. Um, I'll give it some like I said some credit for like as you said, this is sort of still influencing a lot of baseball thought almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not much into it past uh past the uh, the the sappy movie story trope or a uh, sports movie
2: story. Yeah, I mean, trope. I I didn't think it'd be a favorite, Rock. I didn't think it would be a five from me when I yeah. picked it. But
1: anime, I would have given it a four. If it, was but if rock, it wasn't anime. Well, let yeah. me
2: tell you one last thing. That bowl in the, in the back of the, the home run wall, if you hit it, you get a free steak. Yeah, That oh. was made up for the movie, but the team liked it so much, they kept it, and they oh. still use it today. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. If you hit awesome. that bowl, you get a free steak. Oh, wow. If you hit the grass below it, you get a free salad.
0: Oh. Huh. I don't like that as much. From the stadium?
2: Uh, from some
0: restaurant who sponsors oh, that. A so local concession restaurant. stand. Yeah, here's a free stadium salad. They
1: call them every time. Hey, Lettuce. you gotta cop up another one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: another salad coming Fuck, away. No. Can you move it further? It's a McDonald's It's worth a leg. It's not a steak. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Derek. Well, I give this movie a solid three out of five. It's a, it's a movie. It's a solid movie. I think it's charming and, yeah, not for everybody. Some people like it more than others. I don't hate sports. I just don't... I... Here's... John loves sports. Yeah. I feel like Rocco couldn't care less. And I'm in the middle. I enjoy playing sports and mm-hmm, being sure. athletic, but I don't necessarily watch sports yeah, and yeah, follow yeah. teams and, and have that emotional attachment to a team. But I yeah. do enjoy the games themselves, and I enjoy playing them. So I can get behind a baseball movie. Three out of five for Bull Durham. Hell Yeah.
1: And I should say though, what regardless of what I say of sports, there's still nothing more fun than going to a baseball game. And that minor league game was uh, was
2: so uh, much fun, super fun night. It was Back to the Future night. Yeah,
1: it was. was, uh, The things I remember from going to that minor league game are Back to the Future night. We ate some like fucking ribs or pulled pork or something, sitting out there watching the game. And uh, one of us said "fuck," and uh, someone at the game did not like
2: that. My dad yelled at us. You want to
1: watch the language, huh? You know. So those are my memories of it, but it was a lot of fun. And I do I, I. I don't hate baseball or anything. No, I know. But you know what I mean. My level of engagement isn't as high as yours. I maybe.
2: definitely know that.
0: Yeah. You already rated the movie two out of five. There's nothing more to say. We know no, you we saying. know you love baseball. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so next uh movie club is my pick. And you know what? I did have a movie that I told you to watch, but then I was thinking, it's been so so long since I've watched that movie, and I really don't want to rewatch it. Then I was thinking, I'll think of another movie, but then that movie's going to be a downer. I know Um, Sean's not going to like that. So you know what? And then I remembered, you know the original movie I picked? It was kind of a fun movie, so we'll go back to the original movie that I picked. We're going to watch Ambulance. Ambulance, Ambulance. with capital L.A. in the middle. It just came out this year. Michael Bay. Is it Michael Bay or Michael Mann? Michael Michael Bay. Bay. Michael Bay, Jake Gyllenhaal, is stuck in an ambulance doing criminal shit. Is he going to get away with it? We're going to find out. And what's he doing? You you don't even want to fucking know.
1: He's doing criminal shit in an ambulance. So he's going to be like stealing all this. Oh, oh, look, I got the gas. Oh, I'm going to.
0: You're making jokes, but that's what the movie is. (laughs) Watch it. it. Sorry. Come back. We're going to review it, Ambulance, next time on Movie Club. And by the way, it's yeah. way hornier than Bull Durham, too, if you is haven't it watched really? it. really? Yeah. I can't well, I imagine. Have, I have, you
2: didn't d- like the sex scene in Bull Durham. Kevin yeah. Costner yeah. says he believes in softcore pornography and at the end of the movie. I believe it. Rocco like stopped ending the thing once we started talking about softcore
0: pornography. Well, so. no, I'm
1: just, ambulances just inherently have always made me horny. Are you going to so turn this off, or
0: is this going to be a second hour home. about softcore porn? Come, on, come,
1: on, come on. Okay.